now. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cloud9 Podcast, Season 6, Episode 16. So, there was some other 2022 League of Legends offseason news that ended up coming out. And I wanted to make this episode primarily because there's a lot of, like, you could say negativity surrounding the LCS. I mean, there's always been negativity surrounding the LCS, as well as, you know, the recent you know, decisions to ax out certain broadcast personalities. You know, it's been a really, really crazy ride with the LCS after all of these many years. Never did I thought to myself that, like, the LCS would cut Dash but keep, like, Latigris and Mark Z and a few others. But you're cutting out, like, the one of the biggest personalities in the scene, and that being Dash, right? And I'm going to be going over, like, everything that I know and a lot of things that I've obviously heard throughout the many years on, like, the podcast and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll be going over all, all that stuff. There's not going to be much news that ended up happening outside of just what's been going on with the LCS, actually. Um, I'm also going to be bringing up uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about the last time we had an episode, but I had to kind of hone in on what I really wanted to go over, actually, um, because it was something very imperative that I thought about when I was going over the Travis Gafford video. Because the Travis Gafford video, what I really noticed was there was something there that I didn't talk about in last week's episode. But for as you guys who already know me, you know, uh, I put out a post on my community tab you know, earlier today, just letting you guys know uh, what's going to be going on with the channel. Uh, just in case you didn't get a chance to watch my uh, channel update video, I'm going to be obviously uh, posting more on the channel uh, community tab, actually. You know, to be fair, I'm actually glad YouTube unlocked that because before you had to have a thousand subscribers to even unlock that. So, I'm glad that they realize, hey, we should probably, you know, unlock this for, you know, most channels because, like, you know, if you don't really have a way of interacting with your audience, you know, as much as you probably should, then things will obviously get left in the dark. So I'm going to be going over this double lift video as well, and we'll be going over all of the biggest news that ended up happening earlier this week. Um, but for anyone... Uh, was who was wondering uh, why didn't I cover this news in a 10-minute news video fashion pertaining to Freak and Dash and Pastry Time was that, you know, there was plenty of other news I had to cover right then at that moment that this news just got kind of thrown under the bus, not because I didn't want to cover it, but it was mostly due to the fact that, you know, I was just really, really busy. Like, I've been very busy, as you guys already know. So uh, that's just what I'm 
pretty much just going to leave it at that, you know, mo- and moving forward, I will be more on top of that. Like, you know, getting out the news to you guys in a timely fashion, but yeah, uh, there's a, we're supposed to be having the season kickoff on the 10th and the 11th. That's what riot put out earlier today, but I'm going to be going over that, uh, right now. Let me go, go to the stream and then obviously get that done for you guys. Uh, because when you watch these on the replay, make sure that if you are new, you obviously subscribe, smash the like button. These streams, my goal, you know, obviously is to have like five likes. So yeah, five likes is, you know, usually the goal. Uh, let's see, smash the like button. Five likes is the goal. Let's see, let me put this, 100 thieves. 100 thieves. God damn. Thieves suck. And Cloud9 are kings. There we go. There we freaking go. So if you are watching, that's all I asked, right? So it's also imperative to go over the other various things that I should probably go over when I'm covering uh, in this Cloud9 podcast episode because a lot of people just genuinely won't know because they're probably going to go like, wait, why aren't these people like casting the LCS anymore? And what's been really going on in terms of like riot and everything, right? So don't worry. I will definitely let you know. Okay. So right now, one of the biggest things that ends up happening with the uh, law esports scene is that this is what a lot of people dedicate their life to. And since you dedicate your life to this, you have like uh, they fall on social media. You want to be involved more with the game. You want to apply at Riot to become a shoutcaster, League of Legends, or a color caster, obviously. Now, since most people in the scene have dedicated their entire lives to this, you know, Riot knows that. And Riot, as a company, has a very, very big ego. Now, two things play out here Riot has a very big ego. And they know that they have a they have a monopoly on the market when it comes to uh, this game and esports as a whole because this is the biggest esport, obviously, you know, not just in North America, obviously, but you know, around the world. So if you want to work for the company, you know, there's going to be no shortage of people that will want to do that. So there's a reason why certain things have happened uh, throughout the years that a lot of you guys just don't see or you don't really fully get. Because it's not really ever publicized, right? So during the LEC 2022 summer split, remember when Shocks wasn't on the analyst desk or she wasn't hosting? You know, it was because she was trying to negotiate a better rate for herself, you know, to get paid more in the LEC. Shocks is a veteran esports personality within the League of Legends scene. And, you know, you get a certain rate that Riot gives you. A day rate being that fact that, you know, if you well, most people are just contractors, right? So you're a contractor, you get paid for your job on the day, and that's that, right? Well, you have to also have to factor in a lot of more different things when it comes to that. You also have to factor in the uh, cost that it costs to run a studio, too. And the reason why I use the sh- uh, Shox example is because Shox wasn't even on the analyst desk or hosting the desk for about four weeks into the LEC 2022 summer split. And I think her management team 
and Riot finally settled on a price that she was willing to settle on, right? But then the LEC goes and hires what? Or gets plenty of other people for the broadcast desk because Riot wants to give the impression that they are the only player in town for the for League of Legends. You know that. They know that. And they, there's no shortage of people. And they, they could essentially hire whoever they want, right? So they could essentially pay you whatever they want because they know that you know that they're going to be the company that you have to work for if you want to be popular in League of Legends, right? So this is also something else where I think Monte Cristo alluded to this, that being the fact that we were going to be seeing changes in the LCS, given the fact that the LCS is going to be considerably downsizing. Now, the LCS has been in a frenzy these last couple of years, but in terms of like just the casters, right? Casters get paid a day rate, and then once you get paid the day rate, that's pretty much it. Or you're usually on some yearly contract as what the past was like. And they also chose to ax out certain things in their budget due to the fact that, you know, they took away the locking tournament. They've also taken away the all-star tournament. We haven't had all-stars obviously since what, 2019 or 2020 actually, because well, having all-stars at the end of the year can contribute to, you know, player burnout. And yeah, you know, I like, the all I liked All Stars. I liked the idea of it, but All Stars wasn't good for a very, very long time. I think the last good All Star event was like I think 2018, 2017, the last time. But yeah, I'm personally glad they got rid of it because it really had lost its flavor and it lost its luster over a long period point in time. Um, but yeah, that's the general gist of casters is that these guys are really dedicated to the scene. And they want to be big in League of Legends. And they want to work in League of Legends. And Riot wants to only pay casters a certain amount of money. And then when you try to negotiate more money, given whatever type of social media status that you have, they could easily go, yeah, we don't need you. We'll just get somebody else. You know, that's generally how it works, though. So much so to the point where they're going to get rid of Dash, who is easily the most talented member on the broadcast desk, one of the most talented broadcast desk members in the entirety of competitive League of Legends. I had been, you know, watching Dash and following Dash since I started watching competitive League of Legends all the way back in like 2014, which was the 2014 League of Legends World Championship. So seeing Dash, who I thought was just a staple in League of Legends, now going on to have sparringly not so often appearances in the LCS and League of Legends as a whole is just flat out ridiculous. You know, that's the crazy part about it is that there's so much parody within the scene that a staple member that you've been looking at for a lot, a lot of years could easily just not be in the scene anymore. You know, that's the crazy part about this is that Riot has a very big ego, and looking at all of the, of the issues that we'll be looking at with the LCS going forward into this year, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, skepticism around this decision. There's a lot of other things that we need to bring up, obviously, but that's just the general gist of, like, caster rates, 
versus like Riot themselves. Riot knows they can just get any single person who will accept any rate, right? And also, we got to factor in not just independent contractors, but um, how, how much it costs to actually run the LCS studio, I think was something that a lot of people also brought up. Now, factor this in. The LCS studio is based in, you know, uh, California, right? So it costs a lot of money to run the LCS studio that is in Los Angeles, right? But even if it was ran in another state, in another place, that wouldn't really matter. Specifically because things now cost a lot of money. Inflation is very high. Uh, things in general have had their prices really raised in like the last couple of years. So even if the LCS studio was somewhere in like Chicago or New York City or any other big city that has a lot of fans for League of Legends there, it wouldn't really matter, honestly. Like, even if you put the studio in something like Arizona, it wouldn't really matter. Like, even if you rent a studio literally where I live, it would cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you a lot of money in general to run the studio, pay the production talent, uh, you know, run the lights, run the studio, food, accommodation, your talent. costs a lot of money in general. So... I understand what a lot of people say when they're talking like, okay, let's just move the broadcast desk. Sorry, not the broadcast desk. Let's just move the LCS studio out of California or out of LA. Now, yes, LA is in particular more expensive to run things in than other cities, right, in California, but it's still going to be the same thing. And then there's a reason why it's also based in LA because that is going to be your biggest draw for just an audience in esports in general. If you have your target demographic, you know, when you learn about those things in school, they teach you the reason why you do things based off demographics is because you want to get the biggest audience in general. Plus, like LA seems to be the hub of just esports in general. So there's reasons why that the LCS studio is in Los Angeles and it doesn't really mean anything if it's anywhere else because it's going to be the same level of issues and the same level of problems anyway because, in general, people want to get paid a good amount of money. You have production talent, security. Uh, you're paying the people to run the food stands. There's a lot of things, guys. It doesn't really matter if it's random California in general. It would just cost a lot of money just outright, right? So you have casters, the LCS, and then the LCS has not performed very well internationally ever since i've been watching the lcs like the lcs already didn't perform well internationally before even i watched it which was three years prior and then ever since i was watching the lcs it has not performed very well at world or msi almost ever yeah you have your clg and your team liquids that did very well at msi's uh 2016 and 2019 when they did uh finish at those high placing positions right cloud nine has been the outlier at worlds for north america Multiple top eight finishes, a top four finish at Worlds 2018. Uh, really is something that a lot of people look at as a, as a good accomplishment for the LCS. But just in general, the LCS has not really ever performed very well at Worlds. And it doesn't really matter about Europe. I know a lot of people like to tie this to Europe a lot. It doesn't really matter. I don't care what Europe is doing. I care what the LCS is doing. The LCS has not performed very well at Worlds. And even just that this year at Worlds was very, very imperative. We're fucking garbage. You know, we're just complete trash, obviously, right? So, you know, this other thing that was brought up last week uh, by, I think it was James, he was bringing this up, where, like, casuals, you know, won't really know about, like, competitive League of Legends, right? And, like, if you put a good team in front of them, they won't really know. 
but the, but there's two different parodies to that. There's two different reasons why I don't really agree with that. For one, if you're listening to a broadcast desk and a casual is just listening to, you know, the casters, the LCS is known not to be good, and the and the other casters on the analyst desk make it very much apparent, and we know the LCS is not good. Like, you watching the LCS, you know it's not good, and even if you don't really understand the quality of gameplay, it's not really going to matter because the LCS proves it at world championships every year or at MSIs. So even if a casual can't understand what's really going on in terms of like, why is the LCS considered bad? It's not going to matter because the LCS proves itself bad at MSIs and world championships. So it doesn't matter. So that point is there. Also, understanding that the genuine interest in the LCS has not been there for quite some time. So I know a lot of people were talking about um, the time slot changes. Is that the LCS or is that league in general? Could be a combination of both, really. I, I think it's more league in general. Cause but league is popular worldwide, though. So world, Worldwide, but it's like, it's like, but in America, it's kind of like with soccer. It's like, do we just don't care about it because we're either, we're either not good or just people. Just not interested, maybe. Yeah, like, it, it, interest fades so fast with people. It's like something could be popular right now and then just fade away. Remember those things called fidget spinners we used to have? Yeah. That was a fact for like a week and it just died out. Yep. Then the other thing to factor in, because I, I know people talked about the time slot change. Now, people are so disingenuous. It blows my brain. Now, I agree. The time slot change is bad. I don't like it either. The days, I'm fine with. I'm fine with the days. I'm not fine with the time slot change. Now, the thing to factor in for everyone, and I want you to, to, to firmly understand this, we've had the LCS on Saturday and Sunday at, what, 2 p.m. PST? Is that, is that when it started, right? Yeah, about 2 yeah. o'clock, all right. Forever. Forever, right? Now, the, let's look at just the last three years, right? Oh, let, actually, whatever. Fuck it. I'll do my example. I did, I did it on my video. Let's look at the last year for the LCS. When and on YouTube, it would peak at like what 25k, 20k average, yeah. right? Then for like really, really shitty matches, it would drop to like 17k. Okay. Now, people have been very, very vocal that if you change this, they, they can't watch and all this other shit. Not realizing they didn't watch then. They didn't watch this year. The LCS was primetime slots Saturday and Sunday this year at a time slot that most people deemed that they could watch it, right, at, at a good time, and the viewership didn't increase, like, at all. Like, it just didn't. Because the main reason is, and I brought this up last week, the, this is the main reason. People are not interested in the LCS as much as the other regions. Because the other regions, for me personally, come on at really inopportune times. We're talking, like... Crack a dawn when I'm fucking at work, or okay, but okay, let's break it out. There's more Europeans out there. That's me. There's more. Viewers I'm talking about this, the the time slot to change over into um, like to it, it's not in my best interest to watch European League yeah. of Legends, League of Legends because but the that's time not even see, But see, even the dis disparity is like messed up because like even with else like even with LEC, it's like. Mm -hmm. 
we don't, we don't know how those people are from America watch it. We don't, like same thing with LCK. Same thing well, the, with LCL. LCK. Even if you don't want to take in us, the viewership is still way better. Like for yeah. even average games, they're peaking out better than LCS games. Yeah, Right. So what's e- the, even in what's teams that no one cares about, they have more viewers. Even, even teams number, no one gives a fuck about in but general. The, but the thing is, we don't know where the viewers are coming from. That's me. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's the thing though. It's it's not just about where they're coming from. It's just the fact that they're watching the okay. league more, right? Just the fact that they're watching the league more. I'm not, I'm not talking about like where they're coming from because that's that's a weird. Because we'll is, never know. But, they're not really going to tell you, essentially. But that's, see, that's the thing, though. It's like, but that does show you that even in inopportune time slots, time, sorry, time zones, in our opportune that time might zones. Be in, that might be inopportune for us, but that might be perfect for so, someone else in a different right, region. Right, right. But that's it all, also thing. shows through view, or we, we could use it through the NBA, um, WNBA example, right? More people are just interested in watching the guy's shit, and just in general, and the viewership shows it. But if you're not interested in watching the girl play, that sounds kind of sexist, but hey, that's what the numbers say. And if you ask average people, most of them ain't gonna know who the fuck's in the WNBA in general. But that's a totally different conversation. But I, I think just in general, a lot of people just don't want to admit this on Twitter or in social media. It's just, there's no interest in the league anymore. Like, it's sad to say. That's just my opinion. People are gonna probably disagree with me. That's fine. I, I'm open, open to disagreements. Okay, but I think that if the LCS had enough interest in it, and people who actually give a shit about it. They'd watch more. They just would. I don't think people are interested in League of Legends anymore like that. I don't think it's just LCS. It's like... That's like, like shit there for a second. God damn. Fuck. Like, <laughs> but that's apparently, just apparently the, the numbers are, are down, of course. Right. All but over. The thing here is all the people on Twitter were like, yeah, if you move, this is the death of the LCS. You motherfuckers didn't watch now. These guys didn't watch them. I, I love how all these people come up. Are you fucking... watching a YouTube or Twitch? Because Twitch had higher views a lot of times. I think Twitch always has higher views. Yeah, for for me per personally, it's a bit. It's both. I'll I, I used I, I would watch on the Law Esports account that I have to get the rewards, but I would mostly watch on YouTube. Okay, because so I'd have both of them going. I'd watch for the rewards on Twitch because and then Twitch, would watch on YouTube. Twitch at times, it, if you go LCS and you go Riot Games, and you know, and that's the same thing I'm saying is. Sometimes Ryan gave you shoot themselves in the foot by putting it on their fucking right. No, no live the viewership. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I, I bring that up too. The co, the co, um, we call it the the co streaming that they do, co streaming and diversion the viewership also hurts it too. Now, I'm not saying it's all just interest, but the the in interest for me is up here, right? So you have interest. Then we also yeah. have co streaming happens too, which is what you just brought up. I almost forgot it too. You have co-streaming, as well as the viewership just being diluted. People don't want to watch the. That's why I said the interest is the highest one because why would someone go watch the co-streamers? They don't want to watch the actual broadcast desk, right? Which is supposed to be professional. Viewers are like, I don't want to watch this broadcast desk. I'd rather watch a guy talk to me about it. Actually, that yes, they were all former pro, former pro players. That's another added bonus to that. But they'd rather not watch. The broadcast product itself, yep. and it would rather watch the another. They'd rather watch someone else tell you what's going on than the people that are actually doing it. That is very telling. That is no, very concerning. It happens in all sports, though. Sometimes the right, but they're trying to actually increase their viewership. So this is like for for like um, NBA and NFL. They already have their set viewers. They're always going to watch. That's just they're embedded for life. Actually, with that, 
<laughs> you know? So the thing here is what they should – I'm not saying – I'm not advocating for co-streaming rights to be going away. I don't want that. But if you're trying to gain some viewership back, you might want to tone down on that. You just want to because people are choosing to watch that other person or other people other than your actual people you're hiring. Remember, keep this in mind. They're paying people massive money to be there on that desk and tell you what's going on. But people are going, you know what? I want that. I want the other guy who's behind a YouTube channel with a microphone out of his basement telling you what's going on. You know? Like, it's either that tells you how good the product of the LCS actually is, or that just tells you how good those people doing the co streaming are. It could be a combination of both. Could be, right? It's a bit of balance, but I don't really watch co streaming too much. I just watch the broadcast. I'm fucking lazy. But also, diversifying their viewership. It's been a bad thing for them. Um, that's the yeah, that's pretty much most of it, too. Also, communication is really bad with the LCS. It's really, really bad. So, um, communication at that being the fact that they don't really understand what the American audience wants. What does the American audience want? For what they should stop doing is stop going on Twitter and listen to these fucking woke left weirdo blue-haired fucking losers on Twitter. Please stop doing that. I'm not trying to be political. I'm not trying to do that. What I'm trying to say is people on Twitter that they're probably basing a lot of this information around should not be an arbiter of what you should run your product off of. Because people on Twitter say there is something and they're really not. All these people that say they were watching the LCS might have been. Who knows? The viewership shouldn't reflect that. I mean, because the reason why we know it didn't reflect it because they're actually changing the days themselves, right? So I think they should probably stop paying attention to woke weirdos on the internet and actually understand what is your product actually going to entail? You know, what is your product based around? What does the North American audience want? Not what Twitter weirdos want, not those people who lie and say they watch and most likely don't, but I can't really pinpoint that, so I can't really say, but it's okay. So the LCS, there's some skepticism around it, and you know, I think they'll most likely change the days or change the time slots. If the viewership doesn't increase, I predict by the LCS 2023 summer split, if the viewership numbers don't increase by whatever metric they have or whatever metric they set for themselves, they'll change the time slots, not the days themselves. The days themselves are staying, but I think the time slots will actually change. I think if you push the time slots to about two, three o'clock, that'd be better but they want European viewers to watch. So that's going to be another problem. But that's just me, personally. What do you think, man? I know, I, I know, I know I've been talking a lot, but what do you think, dude? I think Chaz is probably dead. Maybe my, he might be dead. I don't know. Just spent, Ravi. What do you guys think, think, think in the chat? What do you guys think? Huh. I reported your poll for terrorism. Oh, Lord, Jesus Christ. But yeah, so those are my general opinions when it comes to... um. The LCS right now. The LCS is also something of how how would you say it? Um, I think the LCS has much other concerns even within the teams themselves, right? Bad general, like in general, teams nobody wants to watch play at all is a very big factor. You also must consider the fact that you know most people are really only interested in a few teams, and that's fine. That's how most leagues are gonna be. But the format is very stale. They're going back. They're going to BO1s again. You know, but people have said, why don't they do uh, BO3s like they used to? Um, because that 
runs the studio longer, more money, and it just it's not really financially a feasible decision they want to do right now because of the costs associated with running the studio longer for BO3s. Like, because if, if one BO3 goes longer than another, just running the studio longer. Also, the viewership wasn't there for BO3s. I think BO3s would make the LCS a whole lot better in terms of the teams themselves. I think it really does give you the best indicator of who the best teams really are for how many BO3s they actually play. I would say, even if you don't want to uh, go to a BO3 format, I would personally say go to a format where you have groups of teams and you also have them played out like that. I would say that. BO2s, I think would be also pretty cool. You know, like just experiment with a different format, you know? But that's just me, personally. Huh, what do you guys say? Trust me, LCS is dying because TSM is not a top team anymore since 2018. Yeah, TSM has only won one title since franchising, which was the LCS 2020 summer split. When they brought back in double lift, but yeah, th those are my general, you know, opinions about about the LCS because like it's very disingenuous for people to be like, oh, I hate these time slot changes when it's very shown that the numbers didn't really increase anyway. You know, the number was still the same. So, like, on some level, I can understand why they changed the days. People just weren't really watching like that, you know. Is it an interest? Is it a league thing? It's I don't really know. You know, I mean, the latter tells me it's interest because the other products for the other competition is just way more interesting. You know, that's just me. I like watching the LCS. I do, but it's one of those things you got to go and be like, do you really care about this league? The LCS hasn't really shown that they care a lot about how the personality of the broadcast has been going, how like certain personalities weren't really put at the forefront of the league. I mean, you had people like Dyrus, I'm a cutie pie, you know, double fitness prime, all these great league personalities in their prime. And then the LCS not even use that to their advantage. You know, even just these past years without double lift and the one without Bjergsen, this was their perfect opportunity to use that to potentially catapult other players to success. Actually, in terms of like, this is the face of the league, you know, that didn't happen either. And then that's another thing. That's a problem is we need more faces of the league that are more recognizable. Is it because of content? Is it because of streaming? The team side of it for content for them hasn't really been all there either. But uh, here was this double lift video that we are going to be going over. And then I will be obviously commenting over it myself. All right, let's go with this. Give me one second, guys. One second. What the fuck is that? All right. Let's go. Yeah, getting rid of Dash is just idiotic. You know? I don't think anybody wants that. Oh, after nearly a decade of being the face that welcomes you to the LCS, it is with a swirl of emotions that I announce I will not be returning to the LCS in the same capacity this year. I know there will be immediately many, there will immediately be many questions around why this is. But in short, the new direction of the LCS doesn't have a need for a consistent host. Having said that, I will still be involved from time to time for key moments and some content. My team is in active discussions with Riot to figure out more ways we can work together in 2023, as I want to be involved with the LCS as much as I possibly can. In much of the same way I found myself serendipitously a part of LCS, I am now moving on to the next chapter of my career. For the first time in 10 years, I'm available to branch out and work on new things. I'll be discussing 
what that could be as well as answering any questions you may have on my stream today. Mm. So right here, uh, it's crazy how, so apparently the LCS might be changing up the broadcast desk where it doesn't need a consistent host, but you're still going to need people who essentially can carry the, the side of it. So they might want to have like what? Four people, right? And if all of them don't really have a consistent driving force, can they really do it, honestly? You know? And also, I think Dash should be... If you're going to try and not have a need for a consistent host, then why not have Dash a part of the other people who is in your rotation? Like, I I think... I just don't understand. I just don't get it. Today, uh, okay, let's just switch... And then he says, I'm exceedingly grateful to Ride for taking a chance on a relative nobody 10 years ago, giving me the time, support, and opportunity to grow into the host that I am today. Thanks for the love and support thus far. Can't wait for what's next. Stay healthy, stay safe, and be good to each other. That's interesting. What does it mean when they say that LCS doesn't have a need for a consistent host anymore? It feels like if they didn't really like him to be the host, they should have just replaced him. But the way it's worded sounds like... Are they downsizing? Uh-oh. Maybe downsizing is kind of expected. A little bit. But that's weird. Yeah. The LCS has been showing that they're trying to downsize. That's true. Because yeah. this we have to factor in. I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on anybody. I'm not trying to shit on this lady. You're going to get rid of Dash as a non-consistent part of the desk, but you're going to keep Latigris? Bruh? Are we living in the same universe? You know, it's probably because of money. We we have we don't have any other any idea. I mean that that would be the most recent thing. Like maybe he was like, "Hey, I need some more money." You know, I feel like I've been contributing to this desk for ten years. I'm still making the same amount, amount of money. Can I get a raise? They were like, "You know what? Yeah, these are the guys who do your job at the same pay." No, and also, you know, since we you wanted a raise, since we're fucking evil devil worshippers at Riot. You're you're kind of you're kind of technically fired, <laughs> Bruh. What is this? I'm just saying, like, holy shit. Does that mean that this like the in between and the intro time is like just gonna be different than it is now? I think it's really jarring to have multiple hosts. Personally, it's like every fucking day there's like just that was him and not freak I, I think freak's also gone right that he he announced he's gonna go into game dev and and then they're they're. I'm I'm assuming they kind of like work together on the messaging for that one, but I don't know actually. I have no idea. I'm assuming Elsis, yeah, is just cutting a lot of people. I feel like the general sentiment towards Dash is it's really good and yeah, people really like him. The part where he says like he didn't feel like they respected him back, I do agree. Like what what you know, personal preferences aside, I think I think he's good. You know, I'm I'm not like married to the idea of really anyone being on broadcast. I feel like. Uh, uh, that's just like show business, you know, like no one is completely irreplaceable, but I think he's good. The, the part where he says like, there's no respect given. He didn't feel like the respect was mutual. That, that part really sucks. I, I don't really know what's going on there. Cause if I'd like brainstorm a few reasons, it would be like budget cuts. Like somebody's got, like they got to re remove some people. They got to replace some people. Um, and also, they, they probably have to cut the hours of some people. And maybe Dash falls into the category of like, well, we don't want to replace him because uh, he's good. 
but like he just got the short end of the stick in terms of budget but then it's like if they just communicated that with him and really apologetically just told him like you know it is what it is the budget went down and uh you know the viewership's down everyone knows uh you know esports budgets all getting cut uh it's you know it's a bad time right now to be in in the business of esports so you know that that feels like way different than the way he he's describing it i feel like he's such a professional he, he wouldn't even really go into like the nitty-gritty details but it's like if he says he didn't feel like that he got any respect uh or he got the same respect back then yeah it must have been pretty tough pretty uh honestly unprofessional yeah i agree it's it's a bit embarrassing Sidru, thanks to the thanks to the 21 months riot didn't try to negotiate with dash at all before cutting his role see that that is a clickbait title they probably just summarized some of the shit he said on his stream right to be honest outside of league though like what is the what is like a good na esport friend to be hosting i feel like valorant already has one i don't know who it is but they probably already have one call of duty uh i don't know what what else is there guys dota only has one major tournament that really can make him a decent amount of money throughout the year. CSGO, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like a lot of these big esports already have their hosts. Maybe they're not happy with them and he can find work. The thing here is when you dedicate your entire life to this, I mean, going and learning another esport from scratch, learning about the community, narratives, all that stuff is going to be very, very, very imperative. You know? I just don't understand what's the need to cut your most consistent face on uh, like double if uh Bjergsen, sneaky um all these other players you guys remember face of the lcs right well dash is such a recognizable face of the lcs and i get it no one's not replaceable right i understand that but you replace people who obviously aren't as good i think that should be a key factor as well you know but one of the things also is the LCS might recruit new faces. That's another thing that might also play into consideration as well. People have asked for new people to join the analyst desk, or maybe they might grab new color casters, or they might just downsize entirely to just less people. They're going to put more of the workload on the fewer people that are going to be on the analyst desk and the um, and about the play-by-play. So, you know how, like, you would have, like, two play-by-play -play casters go through the first two games, and then you have two more do the rest of the games? They might just have two casters do the three games and then have the other two casters do the other two, or you might just simply have two casters do all the games because it will be logically more cheaper to get two casters to do all the games rather than just doing two casters, then two more. You know, the LCS also had their budget slash due to the FTX sponsorship deal basically falling through. Yeah. That really hurt them. Like, if you go through all the legal finances of that with the FTX deal, oh, my God. Because remember, the LCS said that was their biggest sponsor in history. In history. They were going to have a lot of money in their budget through last year and 2023. You know? Yeah. So that's money that they're not going to have in their budget, and that creates a big hole in there. So if they were making financial decisions around that budget, now they don't have that. And you factor in, oh, we got to make some cuts. Now, I think Chaz, you'll know, you'll, know, you'll know this too. Around like 2018, all these like venture capitalists started coming into the, to the scene. That's yeah. the esports, a lot of things, streaming, 
movies, books, a lot of things, right? Then around the jobs surrounding these businesses, people started getting these job positions based off all, all of this investment yep. into these scenes, based off the premise of, what was the premise? Potential. That's it. Yeah. That's it. All this money invested into esports because of potential. Because esports, back when I was still learning all this stuff, was slated to be a growth industry. Well, how much can esports really grow if there's not more people sinking more money to the league? Your your venture capitalists already sunk in enough money at the beginning, and they're going to be wanting a possible return on that investment very soon. You know, certain teams when they join the league, they have to pay a lump sum fee of ten million dollars just to have a permanent slot in the LCS. You can sell the slot for a lot more money than you bought it in. That is true. That has happened, but. The thing here is, like, who has the money right now to just buy a slot, you know? Yep. Right? Then you also factor in, when it came to, like, all of this, you know, venture capitalist investment, even just into esports in general, a lot of these esport orgs, when they got this uh, bigger funding, they had all these jobs they created. I mean, we saw that one girl who was work, work, working for FaZe Clan on Twitter. She announced that, hey, guys, uh, randomly my job at this org is just gone. So I'm now unemployed. <laughs> That's it. That's how fast people's jobs could just be gone in esports, you know? Yeah. But a lot of these jobs were created based off the fact that you had all this investment coming because people thought it was going to be a lot more bigger than it is. Yes, yeah. the investment did help. I, I don't disagree with that. The investment helped because it brought the scene to another level it was most likely not going to be in. Now, people said that's a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword because the fact of the matter is, like, a lot of people say they liked it before when it didn't have the investment into it, but you guys have to factor in. Without that investment, we wouldn't really probably be at this point either because you need money to survive in an industry. This is kind of how it works, you know? But yeah, when you inflate, when you inflate the company, when you inflate something, it gets bigger, it gets bigger, it gets, you know, a lot more profitable, knowledgeable. But the minute our money gone, it has to go back to where it was before. And see, that's the thing. You When you inflate something, with people coming in and put money into it, you only have a certain amount of time unless you can sustain that money growth. And that's the issue. And they and they and they inflated it with money that felt like it was being laundered through companies. That's what it felt that's what it felt like. These venture capitals were laundering money through these esports and you it was Blizzard? only a matter of time. Blizzard had before. it too. Blizzard had yeah. it too. You were watching COD. Do you, remember, do you remember the price they were charging these teams to get into the COD League? Oh, Guys, let's, let's break this down. COD, I actually, I've watched the COD team before. Actually, got a very, 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 very fun league. Yep. No discredit to those guys. But that COD League, that franchise COD League, were selling teams to get to the per permanent partnerships more money than the LCS. Now, for instance, League of Legends, which is one of the most popular esports of all time, tons of viewership. So. Yep. The $10 million investment into the LCS is like, okay, I understand this based off the popularity around the game. COD, which is less popular competitively, had a franchise league. And you know what their permanent slots charged? Not $10 million, not $16 million, not $20 million. They charged $25 million yep. for a Call of Duty slot in their league. You're telling me a Call of Duty permanent partnership slot is worth more than an LCS slot? An LCS slot at 10 million is already that's 
That's Tom Fuckery. That's what Stormy would say. That's some Tom Fuckery prices right there. Ten million for League of Legends is already ridiculous in itself. Twenty-five million dollars for a COD spot. Overwatch did it too. Overwatch's slots were like twenty million a piece. Yeah. It's like okay, so when you break that down into an industry standard, let's just break it down for you guys. Like you guys aren't gonna know this stuff. Okay, so you have all these in these venture capitalists give this money to these orgs. They Give it to the, the game developers and the companies to get these franchise leads going. Okay. Now, if you add in 25 million times 10 teams for the COD League, right? That's, that's going to be 2.5 million. Billion? That's not, trust me, $2.5 million. I've, million? I've, I've already done the math on that. Oh, sorry, yeah. billion or million? Million. $2.5 billion. 25 times 10, right? Oh, 25 times 10? Right. It's 10 teams in the league, and that's 25 million for each oh. slot. That's 250. That's cover. That's quarter of a billion. That's 250 million. Yep. We factor in all these venture capitalists. They they're gonna unless they're filthy stinking rich, which most of you guys really are. Yeah. They're gonna want their money back. They're gonna be like, hey, in ten years, where's my investment? Shit. You know, Shit, that years, shark, shark, If you guys watch Shark Tank, the people that get the Shark Tank deals, they pay those guys back. They do. They have a date or they. Fester goes into the business and like, hey, they got a money. day or they got a percentage that they have right. to hit at a certain time, and then mm-hmm. that money. Comes. I'm not just giving you money just for the sake. I'm just giving you money. You know what it, what it is is it's two ways. You're either paying them until you hit the percentage. At initially, that's be you're you're always going to be in the red, or you make your money and then you you cut of whatever amount you you, you owe. It, either way, but either way, yeah. I remember, I remember when Scully at twenty fifty million dollars. Look at it, like these these fucking orgs are a lot of money. Twenty five million dollars for a slot. I don't know yeah. who was doing the COD leagues, um, financials or how they were structuring this league. I don't know how a guy went up to these org owners and were like, you know what? I know COD has less viewership than league in general. I know that. But our slots are worth $25 million. That guy pulled that number out of his ass. Wrote it out of his ass. $25 million? So that means it's a COD slot is worth more than an Overwatch League spot, which is already probably worthless in general. We know people, we know orgs want to get out of that. that yeah. Like within a year, right? After London Spitfire won, orgs are like, I kind of want to get out of this. I don't see the growth in this industry because they were sold a pipe dream. That's what esports is to a lot of these guys. You were sold a pipe dream by probably a bunch of scam artists, but you know that's a different discussion for another day. Yep. But the thing is, esports is supposed to be a growth industry, right? And if there's no growth in the industry, particularly when it comes to League of Legends, how's that going to be fair for the other esports too? Now, I don't think the LCS is is trying. Okay, I don't think Riot wants the LCS to die. I truly don't think that. But no, these actions think- show otherwise. Just saying. I don't think they wanted to die, but I think they have no idea on how to keep it alive. That's or how thing. to improve it too. Yeah, I don't think they have any idea. It's it's, it's hard because like, they've neglected this. These dude, these problems have been happening for years. This is just like what, what, what's the saying? Straw that broke, broke, broke the camel's back. Yeah, yep. straw that broke the camel's back. They've these problems have existed for years, all these years. You know, because because they, they they were selling teams on because you know there was a relegation system in league before, right? Or like yeah. you had 10 teams, and if you finish like 10th or out of the league, first team from Challenger League would get in. Permanent partnerships mean no relegation, right? So you're factoring in, okay, no no relegation. Our investment is secure. But you factor in after about 
five years we've had permanent par- uh, franchising. I'd imagine all those slots are fully paid for at this point now. Yeah. So what what what's the money? Where's the money gone to? So you've had all the original ten teams paying that ten million, but they didn't pay ten million up front. Most of it was yeah. payment over time. But where's this money going to? Going to fucking people's wallets and they're taking vacations? I don't fucking know. It's not improving the league. Where, where's this money really going to? Go factor in. Esports is a lot of esport uh, stories. I I can go over where it's say scams, but um. This industry has kind of a lot of grifters in it. And grifter being the ones where it's like you swindle people. I'm not saying LCS does that, but it's going to feel that way to investors for these teams when, when they'll get their money back, you know? And these yeah. org owners are going to be very, very angry about how they're – I mean, Nate Shots brought this up too. I think a lot of other owners that we know prominent have brought it up. They're not kind of super happy with how the league's been running itself. You know, they're not happy with the way the LCS has been going. I know? mean, plus also you invested a company that went belly up in less than five years. Like, that's also not a good side either. Right? Yeah. That's the problem. It's like, like, I mean, a lot of people bought into the hype of League of Legends, and it made sense, right? It, it made sense to do it, but the problem here is all the decisions to squander all the money that they've probably gotten for these teams is ridiculous. Like studio still looks the same after five years. It's still the same dog shit format. Everything is essentially the same with franchising, except for the fact that you can't get relegated and teams essentially, you know, sat splits like springs, but particularly just so that they, they can't get rele- They know they can't get relegated. So they put up a dog shit roster. Just like, doesn't know they can't get relegated. Right. Can't kick them out. The reason why, you know how the rules state that if you have like bottom, like bottom four finishes, you can just kick you out. They could kick you out, right? Yeah. They're not going to do that. Do people know why they're not going to do that? There's no one to replace the person in. They're not going to do yeah. it. There's no one to replace them. So kicking them out would mean you just have nine teams. I know Sean, he was like, well, they could just expand to 12 to 14 teams. No, Sean, they can't that's, do that. There's no money. Will. There's no money. We're fucking broke. There's no money. Yeah. These orals don't have kind of money. They're fucking, not saying all broke, but that kind of investment that Riot would need, they don't have it. They don't have ten million dollars. They flat out just don't have the money. Plus, most don't. of these companies, plus most of these companies' first interests are not even League of Legends anymore. It's like, well, Hundred Seeds is doing better than Valorant. That's yeah, they make more money through Valorant, the streamers, CS:GO, themselves. Call of Duty. It was like mm-hmm. they just won the, I think, Call of Duty World Championship, or mm-hmm. they came, they won the LCS and Valorant. It was like. What the fuck we need leak for? It's like, yeah, that's why. It's I'm funny how Cloud Nine beats, um, well, just see the and League and League of Legends, but we beat Cloud Nine and uh, Valorant. Right? Yeah. Three O, ain't that a bitch? And did Cloud Nine just get rid of their female Valorant team? Yeah. Are they are they just getting rid of? Are they moving out of the whole Valorant female I, thing in yeah, general? Yeah. The league's just not it's not competitive enough, plus it's just not it's not no worth viewers, it. it's not sustainable. Life of a five factor and business is, is a sustained thing too. So, like I can give you as an example of oh Air Air July, I probably know him, the old Riververse thing. I do agree with him while being a capitalist, you gotta go where the money is, and you have your business should be a vehicle for profit because that's how you can be able to sustain your business. That's just how it works, right? And yeah. I know people have been like, well, why don't they just add more teams? You can't add more teams for two reasons why. One, they need $10 million to buy a slot. Then, to even be part of the league, another team would have to sell their slot too. So, one, you have to have someone sell their slot, 
another team would have to have the money to buy the slot for more than what the slot is worth. So you you would need at least 15 million, right? Let's just go all the re- let's go scroll through all of them. Team would want to sell. Team has to find a buyer. Team has to have more money than, the, than what the slot is actually worth. Then the teams themselves have to negotiate on the price that's fair for them, right? You know how much money Evil Geniuses got into the league for? 30 million. Yep. They paid 30 Evil Geniuses paid 30 million to be in the, in the league after Echo Fox lost his slot with Rick Fox, who owed, owned that org. See, you just can't add more teams. Even in the LEC, you just can't add more teams unless someone sells. And, and you have to buy the slot more than what it's worth, right? It's just just how, how the industry is. And it came from all these venture capitalists selling these people on dreams of potential. I love it. I love yeah. how people are that stupid. I love how people are so fucking stupid. I love it. Now, I don't know why Riot decided that $10 million was a fair number for these league slots i guess they were thinking like esports will just blow up and be the biggest thing ever and it, it'll reap the benefit like all the teams will get their money back they'll invest in but by the time in like 10 years they'll get their money back so by 2028 i feel like something else is going to blow up within the lcs with certain people just pulling their funding meals sponsors have pulled out teams don't have as many sponsors as they used to the guy in gen g i'm pretty you might follow him on twitter remember he said another big sponsor pulled out of the lck yeah, like Peter Factor in he he explains too. I'll link you this video too. I think you saw it, right? Did you watch the episode of the Monty and Wolf show where they had the Gen G um CEO yeah. on? And he mentioned the fact that people ask how they pay for Chovy because Chovy costs a lot of money. <coughs> what did he say about how they pay for Chovy? Sponsors. Yeah, they pay with Chovy through sponsors. So if you don't have any sponsors for the external money, you might need for other expenses. Yeah, let people go. Mm-hmm. And all all these fake jobs you created over the years because you thought it was going to be the biggest thing ever, all those fake jobs go away. That random guy you needed to put coffee on your desk, yeah, you're gone. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Do you think ten million for a slot is a low price? But it's like you start hiring extra people because a fake job is like oh vice president, oh vice president of janitorial services. It was like that's a fake job. Like hire, like hire, like hire more content creators, or like some people. Or see that too. Remember, East, we we've seen esports cut content creators too. Well, hundred thieves, yeah. Uh, I know hundred thieves. Just this year, remember how people were ragging on them because they let go a lot of their content creation side, not the streamers themselves, but the people behind the content creation itself. But right? now there are streamers that are like I know Tina Kent left, or she, yeah, she uh, left, and I know a few others are leaving. Like, do I you, think what it is. Do you yeah. think $10 million for a slot is a low price? Uh, I think it's overvaluing the slot. I think that's too much money. I like, we have actually, well, a lot what, of these no, legends? A permanent I, franchising I, slot. No, I, I think that's right at the pivotal point. I think maybe I was going to say 5 million. Nah, no, 5 million is way too low. I you think, think so. I, I think 10 should be the highest. I think I think five right at the point where it's like, all right, cool, we're coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're coming with five million, you're you already got players on the league side that you're willing to that you're playing. Oh, we forgot this. Oh my god, I'm glad you brought this up. There's also a reason why a lot of these teams don't don't have enough money. Esport player contracts are just. Here, if I, I I know James brought this up, and I I got to explain this to you. It doesn't matter if there's no salary cap. Now, there's a reason for that. The LPL has a salary cap. I think the LCK does. I'm not. I'm pretty sure they don't. 
because they're paying Faker a shitload of money. So the reason why a salary cap would be very imperative to the league is because the player contracts have gotten out of control. Dignitas, back in 2020, were paying Hooney $2.1 million. $2.1 million. Now, the contract was written in a way where it wasn't guaranteed because of certain stipulations, that being the fact that he didn't make playoffs or all that sort of shit. But it was a of base. Was, yeah, incentives, yeah. Remember Sword Art, when people say he made all that money, they, they paid Sword Art $6 million, they paid him $3 million because yeah. if he didn't reach the certain incentives, obviously we got the full thing. Yeah. But he didn't. But factor in, these orgs are paying a lot of money for players. I, I'm not saying the players don't deserve this money. I'm not saying that yeah. they, should, they shouldn't be getting the bag. But get a factor in. It, it, the, the reason why it matters to have a salary cap is because if these teams keep paying these overpriced contracts, that's going to catch up with them. How are you going to make that money back? All right, let's say I, I have a team. Let's say me and Chaz have a team, and I have fucking uh, – I mean, Jack Jack brought this up earlier, but I'll, I'll go with my example first. Yeah. So we own a team, right? And I – every year, I'm buying big LCK player. I'm buying – one year, I'm buying Chovy. Next year, I'm buying Showmaker. I'm buying fucking Def next year. How am I making this money back? This is the reason why you need a salary cap. And it is in the argument of it not being there is bad, given the fact that that's going to hurt the org. They can't make their money back. That's the point. You need to obviously tone down the contract salaries. That's just how Jack even said they wanted to keep Jensen. They wanted to keep him. You know why they didn't keep him? It cost too much money. <laughs> they were like, you know what? I mean, yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's more on the player, player, and the agent themselves. Right. Yeah. That's an agent problem. That's not, I mean, that is. But the player is like, hey, I want the bag. You know, a player who play, a player who plays like six years, I want the bag. Because once you undercut yourself, you're going to constantly stay undercut yourself until you go Mm -hmm. to another place. It's like with Tom Brady. Tom Brady took pay cuts for years. The minute motherfucker leaves for Tampa, he gets $25 million a year. Right. See, that well, was the first time he tested you tell the free me, market. You yeah. tell me, you tell me, Tom Brady praying like shit this year. This motherfucker still making twenty five million dollars. Nigga, what? That means the Patriots. They got off with. Go- they got off with. I mean, like, dedicated, dedicated. That motherfucker dead. They like, did actually dominate the league with. Yeah. Tom Brady. Was, so, yeah. I, it, it's more like, wait a minute. You got all that out of that guy, and you were only paying him that amount of money. That's crazy to think about, right? Plus, he was making all his money off off the off the uh, off the field anyway. Oh yeah, it's true. like yeah. yeah, it's like, but that's the biggest thing when it comes to shit like that. It's like, like the you... NFL, they have a pl- they have a salary cap, guys. If I don't, esports wants to be traditional sports. Traditional sports have salary caps. There's nah, a reason why baseball does it, but baseball, baseball does it? really baseball. Nah, but baseball's ridiculous. Wait, Mother- yeah, that's there's a, a motherfucker that just there's a motherfucker who literally just. 11 years, $300 million. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> this motherfucker got that much? He ain't that good. There's, there's like basketball. There's, oh, oh basketball, basketball for sure has a salary cap. I know that for sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. They definitely have a salary cap. Or else LeBron James be making $2 billion a fucking season. <laughs> Jesus yeah, because esports is all, well, the LCS. We're gonna be like the we're like the NFL or like the NBA. Well, if you want to be like them, you need things that if reflect the LC, them. They need salary caps. If the LCK didn't have a fucking salary cap, Faker be making twenty million dollars a fucking year. That, <laughs> he would no. definitely command twenty million dollars a year. Hey, you know the fucked up thing about is most of these most of these as most of these esports athletes or whatever you want gamers they make more than the WNBA. Ain't that a bitch? 
That's he'd be the top end or the bottom or like the app, the whole average in general. Like I don't know the bottom end, but I know top end. I mean, the industry uh, standard is like seventy k. So seventy k is about, I think, like top three player in that in WWE. WWE don't make. I think the most. I think the most the WWE make. WNBA player makes is two fifty at the highest, maybe. Because I know I because you gotta even think about it. Even when, when it comes to league, when it comes to sports, most of these athletes, like mm-hmm. like a like a bench warmer athletes, making two million. A guy who might never see that he he might only see fifteen minutes a, a season is mm-hmm. making more than a WNBA All Star, and that's because. He could, if if you told if you put this if you made this motherfucker a Duwata man, he is he he scored forty five fucking game, like you saw how it was with. And I tell people this: watch Duwata man. You saw how how it was when a man dominated the fucking league as a woman, like the the best player was a man. That is it's just it's just is and the, when it comes to league, it's like. The salary has to have a cap because then any player that gets too good, they're going to be unvaluable and they're going to be hard to keep. But they're going to be they're going to be hard to get rid of. You're going to be you stuck know, at a point where like you're going to have to have like like it's going to be a point where you're going to have the one guy that's worth five million, mm-hmm. and now you you have to bring up your academy players. Who might only get be paid fifty thousand each? But the thing here with that is like they want to play in the LCS, and their big break is playing in the LCS. That's what they always want to do. So they'll take it. They, they'll be on a contract where they're fine with it because they're finally playing in the LCS. Yeah. But a veteran player is like, hey, I finally want the back. There's a reason why certain players left certain orgs to just get the back. People think, like, I mean, Jensen left Cloud9 originally because of other reasons, but no, Tyrion will repay him a lot of money. I mean, it's just like. The- See that's just see and that's the thing too, when you realize that or um G two like G two pays the most in the league for the LEC. Are yeah. I any mean, people are not going to go on G two? Like G two is the most prestige org in the, the LEC, and you're going to want to play for them for not only brand recognition but money wise too. G two, I mean, what what is um that where's Fnatic CEO? Remember, I'm pretty sure while watching you we doing the episode, remember that Fnatic CEO? He was like, yep. yeah, we spent the most in the off season. For last year, they spent. You know, it's Wonder cost when they get six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What they what Fnatic paid for Wonder six hundred and fifty thousand dollars for Wonder. It's like, and it's and that's the thing too. It's like a lot of these players when they get accolades and they they get these Wonder obviously even decorated top laner obviously multiple championships. That's why. That's why with those situations, it becomes harder to mm-hmm. you either you either release him, or you get someone cheaper. That's why I bet that's why I was trying to tell you with some of these moves. Was someday for sure he that's what they for sure they did it with him. That's why I'm thinking they had a choice between him and closer. Who's willing to uh, both of them out of contract? Some days contract was actually up, I believe. Some days was contract was the only one that was actually up. He would. Because you know someday wanted to stay. But but he, some, he, he, someday was on his original contract. So 
he signed in 2018. He was signed until 2020. He re-signed for two more years. He was on a lower deal. That 2022. That's yeah. His contract was going to be up no matter what. His contract was going to be, oh, he was probably going to ask for the fucking bag. He was going that's, to ask for probably a million dollars. That's why, that's why I think it took so long to choose between him and Clover. That's why I think they put out this speaker because if, if because think about it, Clover is probably up for a re, re-up. They, they looked at it and like, okay, Whoever asked for more money is the one we have to let go. Because I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen people leave just because of money. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's for this better situation, but it's usually money. It's like that's why people created super teams because they can pay the most money. Team Liquid notoriously had a bigger budget than most teams. That's why they had super teams. They had bigger yeah. budgets. I mean, they're kind of funded by Disney, but different story, obviously. Like, and you factor in. Other orgs like Golden Guardians, who are funded by the Warriors, they don't even have good teams. They could pay people the bag. They don't because they realize this: if you start paying people the bag like that, you know, you can't even make your money back for sure. You're just throwing money you know. to a dark hole, and I'm not saying the league is gonna die every time. Mm-hmm. Because one one player is gonna gonna go. Well, you gave that guy a lot of money. Why? What about me? You know, start shortchanging me. Yep. Uh, and you've also fact like some of these orgs, I think they're in the league to be in the league, but they don't see the future of the league. They think the future of the league is not going to be what it was sold to them originally. And I think that's why they don't spend a lot of money. And to be fair, I wouldn't blame them either because what's the point of spending a lot of money if you're not going to make playoffs or even go to Worlds? You know? Yep. But that's... Uh... That's that, but that has its own set of issues itself. I'm not saying completely sack the season, like at least get competent players to make a season competitive, like yeah. CLG's, like CLG's roster, competitive. I'm not going to go to Worlds or anything, but you know, a competitive roster, probably super cheap. Yep. All things standard, you know, they're probably all getting paid the standard, the minimum, the industry minimum. They're all getting paid that. I mean, yep. ain't no way you're paying <laughs> contracts anything more than that. But that's just me. That's how I see it. We're going to go for like another like 10 minutes. And I'm probably going to go to my other channel and play some league. But yeah, we've had Dash leaving the LCS, yep. Freak retiring, eSportcasters. They want a certain amount of money, guys. But Riot knows that they're the big player in town. And they, they have such a monopoly on the market that they that they go like, well, you want more money? I'm cool. I'll just get another guy. I can pay the same amount of money. He'll do the he'll and he'll just do the job. Now Riot's dumb for that because just because you can get someone else to do the job doesn't mean they're gonna do it as good. But they're not thinking about that. They don't want to pay extra money. They're cheap as fuck. I I mean, I mean that's how companies like say the bottom line. You gotta you gotta cut costs where you can. It, yeah, it's fucked up. They'll even hire more people. Literally, term contracts like right. Mm-hmm. Wait, Amber at the streaming? What the heck? She- Short trip to Vegas to get fucked. This guy literally first comment is show boobs and vagina. Bad, bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's that's the fucked up thing about it. Is a lot of times you're looking, you you think you're in a good situation, and it's just just so huge, like. What the heck? Why is her tits so big? Is Kate is Caitlin streaming tonight? Probably, probably not. Pro- no, probably she, she like she'll start streaming to like twelve o'clock. 
Yeah, 12, yeah. 12, 30. Last night she was raiding uh, Instagrams and doing unbanned requests. Some of these unbanned requests are from literal weirdos. Good God. But that's just my thing, guys. I mean, uh, like people were, I, I think other people were asking, like, well, why don't they switch them out? It's, con- it's all based around money. Riot doesn't want to pay a certain amount of money for certain people. And they, in their minds, they don't have to because in their minds, someone else, you're always replaceable. No matter who you are, you could be Dash. Dash yeah. wasn't safe, guys. Dash, of all people, was not safe to these guys. Nobody's safe. That's the thing. You got to realize. Because like, you've been there for 10 years. Don't be your ass. And hey, don't forget, most of these things don't come with a retirement plan. Oh, that's another thing. I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you mentioned this. Holy shit. Being an esports caster, there's no more moving up in the industry. That's it. So you give it mediocre pay, barely any benefits, and you could be swapped out at any pure point in time. You could also, and you're also making the same money. So if you do split, split, then worlds, you're making the same money. Oh, Lord. God, right? Treats people like such shit. Yep. Oh, Lord. And someone, I mean, someone's like, but you do get famous off their game. It's like, I, I guess, yeah, whatever. You do, but it's like at the same time. I mean, if you want to yeah. keep your game, you might need some recognizable faces, though. You yep. know? I'm just saying, like, and people have factor in. That's why most casters are not full time right employees. They're freelancers. Freelancers being yep. the fact that I can just pay you whatever and that's just it. You know? I, yep. And these guys love the job so much. They'll take that mediocre pay. Well, you got to realize a lot of the freelancers got another job as soon as they leave or they stream it. Before, before that, they didn't even allow them to stream. Before that, they weren't even allowed. No, sorry, not allowed to stream. They weren't even allowed. I think before 2018 or 2019, casters couldn't even um, monetize their streams on Twitch. They couldn't monetize their streams. Like, who the fuck are these people? Yeah, that's... Riot literally said you cannot monetize your stream. They changed that with ha- they changed that years ago, like a f- about a few years well, ago. Well, that too, because it's like it's very cool. Okay, like you can't have that much control over someone. That is, yeah, it's, it's it's like one thing. If you don't like, no, I can understand if you don't want me streaming on my channel while right, yeah. like I'm I'm casting. But it's, you tell me I can't. I, you tell me I buy all during during off season. I can't even monetize my own. Man, suck my dick. Like you. And, and you can't have you, the minute a company gets too much power, that's when you gotta let them. Uh, you tweak it, but it's so one true villain. Like, so you know what the uh, other big big fuck fuckery is? Yeah. Even if casters have days off, you know what happened? That I found out they can't even co-stream. They don't have yep. co-streaming lights, and they're the casters. Yep. So you're telling me that these people at Riot gave Saikuno and another person co-streaming rights, but a caster who's been there for more than five years cannot even do it. You tell me someone who's a guest has more rights than a motherfucker who worked. See, <laughs> that's I when knew... you start fighting motherfuckers outside. That's when you like get in the street. We're throwing hands. That's why you be like, hey, no crib street. Can I talk to you? And then you just clock the minute you get close, you just clock them. You, you just, it's like, it's like, like I will dominate pointed out on, on Twitter too. It's like, why wasn't I will dominate? And he's that's a weird fool, but he wasn't allowed to co stream worlds. He's been co streaming all year, casting LPL, doing LEC, LCS, but he wasn't allowed to co stream the 
World Finals? But but this Saikuno is? Who knows not much about league, right? He has not- play he said he hasn't played league like three years. I'm like, what uh throwing the flag. He said he he said he's played more Yu-Gi-Oh in the last year than uh League of Legends. I'm like I I I wouldn't admit that to after the, the world finals. <laughs> oh Lord. It's just uh, yeah, guys. These casters that you've been seeing on the broadcast test, these guys do not get the special treatment that a lot of you guys think they do. Like you gotta factor in, even in a global sense, Riot would rather have people who didn't even really probably fully dive into the LCK. I haven't watched it enough. Then have the actual LCK casters cast the world finals yeah. when it's LCK versus LCK. Remember, that, that actually happened. They'd rather have people with less knowledge about the LCK cast the world finals when there's two LCK teams in the finals. I don't even know, man. <sighs> Stuff like that just like makes me just shake my head and be like, damn. That's how valuable you are to Riot. You get yep. no region, cast region the whole year, narratives, best of threes that go to like fucking crack of dawn when you're waking up and shit. Yep. Shout casting, putting all this prep into games. And if that region gets really far at Worlds, you know that you're about as valuable as an NA caster. <laughs> so what? You've been casting the best region in the world, and you can't even cast the best region in the world finals to sell the narratives of about the teams that have been in the league. Oh, Riot. Oh, no. That's why I always say fuck. I love League of Legends, but you know, fuck Riot. That's just so. I, I, I can't get behind. That's morally wrong. Yeah. So stupid. And they've also squandered a lot of other opportunities, too, guys. This is not the first. I'm just listing off the. That's a bare minimum, but there's other opportunities they've squandered too. They had, they had a Coca-Cola sponsorship that they kind of squandered a long time ago. Not, not, not kind of, they did squander it as well. They were going to have esports on ESPN, but they didn't want to give up the broadcasting rights to the intellectual property, so they that didn't, that deal fell through. Hmm. You now people said Lee could be on TV. Yeah, yeah. that was going to Thing. But Riot didn't want to give up the intellectual property of the broadcasting rights. They wanted they wanted full creative control. No, no, no sharing. No sharing. I don't know why they thought it was sharing, but they're fucking stupid. Whoever runs that division for that company is literally full of retards. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, you have to share certain rights because they have to get certain things ready to need to be on broadcast, but whatever, whatever, fuck riot, whatever. I mean is the LCS going to die? I mean, I hope not. I mean, I don't want it to die. No one should want the LCS to die at all. You yeah. know? No one should want the LCS to die. But, I mean, Riot's not showing the fact that they actually, you know, and their actions aren't showing it. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But what do you think, man? Man, uh, the way I look at it is Riot's tweaking. And I, and I mean it and both respect out like it's like yeah it's uh. and then people batted for them people were like well um maybe maybe the lck guys aren't as good enough as the english casters you can fuck off with that what the hell not not good enough sure what's their competition what is 
Atlas and Wolf competition in the LCS. Really? Yeah. Kobe. I love Kobe. I met him. He's a pretty cool guy. But Kobe really got caught. Come on, guys. Stop gapping. Motherfuckers is gapping out there. Competition, the LCS. Even their, their region gets more viewers. What the hell? What the fuck? It's about the optics of it. It's all about that. That's all that matters, you know? But, you know, we'll be doing, uh, I think the other episode next week will be with Warren. We're going to do the LEC 2023 Winter Split Power Rankings. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to make sure I made this episode so that you guys know that, you know, channel's still going. Obviously, I'm dropping episodes as much as I can, given the fact that there's not really much going on. They have this season kickoff tournament that's supposed to be going on starting on the 10th. It, yeah. it, 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 it'll, it'll be a two-day event where they kick off the season, which is next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. It's basically like super team versus super team for the major regions, actually. I mean, we'll see how that goes. Uh, La Tigris. Yeah, La Tigris is their competition. <laughs> oh, God, man. Jesus Christ. Well, man, anything else you want to say before we uh, head out, actually? Nah, man. It's it's just, it's it's like that would get someone gets let go that are good, but you got to realize, like, these companies have, like, money they have to keep uh, mm -hmm. set up. And that's the fucked up thing. The thing here also is the fact that, you know, people, um, I don't know. It's the whole of what I, I, and all the casters know they get treated like shit, but they don't really ever say anything, you know, unless it's like something big, like the whole Andrew Tate situation. And that's like their one opportunity to say something. That's like their one opportunity to say something because they know that they can't do it. Uh, I mean, in any other scenario uh, otherwise. And then if you kind of talk shit about Riot, 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 oh my God. And if you talk yeah. shit about Riot and they find out, you know what they do? They blacklist you. They fire you. I mean, they're just, these people at the top are just so rotten. But I mean, hey, that's what you want to subject yourselves to. I respect all the casters. I do, you know, for amount of dedication they put into the game and their, their time and their prep. But you got to fight. There should be a caster union to fight for better wages. But we have a player association and look how well that's actually done. You know, the player association is terrible i mean that's just been trash you know but all right guys if you guys are watching on the replay like comment and subscribe i'll see you guys later goodbye peace, peace. everyone see you guys next